Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a fabulous returning guest. I really enjoyed chatting with her previously. Her name is Linda Goldfisher. So welcome, Linda, back to the Hearts Entwined podcast. Well, hi, Lynn. It's good to be here. Thank you so much for having me back. You're very welcome. And for those of you that missed Linda's last episode, that was about the joy of dating. On this particular episode, we're going to be discussing breaking unhealthy soul ties from our past. So really another interesting and fascinating conversation that's going to unfold, I'm sure, Linda. Yeah, thank you. Um, I have worked with many clients over the years who, um, who tend to have a difficulty getting past previous relationships. And so I have an eight week, I guess it's a boot camp, so to speak. Um, and week two during the eight weeks is all about breaking unhealthy soul ties from our past in order to move forward in a new and healthy relationship. Excellent. Really, really looking forward to this conversation. So uh, I believe that you break this down into certain steps as part of your program. Uh, yes, I do. And um, basically step one is is acknowledging, um, well, I should probably re- review the fact that um, all of my, my coaching and my insights is faith-based. So I'm team Jesus. And um, so a lot of where I get my inspiration is based on um, God's word and, and how he wants to guide us and, to, and how he wants us to, to live our lives. And he does want us to be you know, partnered up with, with a soulmate. Um, but he does have guidelines that he wants us to follow in order to, to make it more successful. Um, and so, yeah, I break it down into kind of three steps. And that's acknowledging that we have had sexual soul ties with someone in the past. So if you're a younger person dating, I mean, my best advice, I'm just going to put it out there, is no sex before marriage. Um, because that way you are taking less baggage in, into emotional baggage, spiritual baggage into your future relationship. Now, for those of us that have dated or have been married and divorced, widowed, obviously that ship sailed, but we can aim for purity and we can regain our purity. We can heal from those, those previous connections and we can move forward. And so acknowledging that we've had that sexual soul tie and it's affected us, it's affected our self-confidence. Uh, maybe we've engaged in some promiscuity and there's a science behind it as well. Um, so there's a gentleman named Dr. Uh, Amon, and he, he has done a lot of research on the fact that we create these neurological chemical connections in our brain when we are sexually active with someone and in both partners, and um, it affects our limbic system. And so it's created this, this emotional connection and tie. And um, so breaking that tie and releasing it and uh, moving forward is really important. I think so, too. Um, I can actually, you know, put my hand up and say that, you know, I did go through a promiscuous phase in my um, late teens, early 20s. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that was on the back of, you know, my own lack of self-worth and um, 
it was really me looking for love through sex, but not actually obviously going about it the right way because I didn't know any better at the time. <clears throat> right. And it's, I, that's pretty much step three is, 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 you know, regaining your confidence and, and, um, knowing your value is so important. Um, but let me back up just a minute for, for step two. And that's part of rejecting the bondage that you're in. And I have my clients sort of go through a little exercise where, um, it's almost like a prayer where you, um, you verbally, you know, put it out there and say, you know, you ask God to help you, um, to release that soul tie, uh, from your past and you name the person's name that you want to be released from. Um, and then it does become a matter of replacing that empty space in your heart with, with healthy, um, you know, mantras and healthy behaviors, restoring you to the person that God originally created you to be. And in one of the scriptures I use uh, with my clients is Job 27, six, which is, I will maintain my righteousness. I will not let that go. And um, my heart shall not be shamed, shame me anymore, you know, so that we can feel good about ourselves. Let put that in the past. We may have been promiscuous. Uh, we may have done some things, you know, that we aren't proud of, but, um, but value yourself and love yourself and, and know that God values and loves you and forgives you. And he wants that in your past. Um, he wants you to, you know, feel his love, receive his love, because really in order for us to give love, we really need to, um, to receive God's love as well and love ourselves again. Um, so that we can love someone else in the future. Yeah, it's so important, isn't it, to learn from our past mistakes and not beat ourselves up, you know, if that has been our, something in our history that we're not very um, proud of or, or would want anybody to know. It's, it's not sort of shaming ourselves over it, but forgiving ourselves for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, it's, we have a lot of, we know our morals and values and we, you know, for example, the Ten Commandments, we think, oh, we need to, you know, live by them strictly but you know i think when jesus walked the earth he he broke it down into two pretty simple steps love god your creator you know whoever that is for you i know everyone's not faith-based and then love others and the thing that i think the missing link is the part of loving ourselves um and knowing that we are lovable no matter what our past we've done in our past um and then because we love ourselves, we're not going to compromise our values in the future. And if that is one of your convictions that you, you've decided to regain your purity and, and not have sex before marriage, and I'm not judging whether someone does, you know, that's between the two people. But, um, you know, he gives you that strength to to stick with those convictions. And um, and hopefully you're finding a partner that, that you know, believes in those same convictions. Um, and I think that's one of the things that's also important in moving forward. Once you've you've made this decision to move forward and um, you've, you're over the previous relationship, is knowing and recognizing who do you want to allow in your inner circle. What new friendships do you want to build, or you know, when you start dating again, and um, and signs to look for in, in someone that's not going to be a good partner for you. They don't have your values or morals. And what other signs would you say would be? sort of red flags when it comes to you know choosing your next partner that's a really good question um obviously you want the most successful relationships are going to be based on a solid friendship before you engage in you know intimacy um it used to kind of be you know how long do you date before you have sex right is it two months three months are you going is it the three date rule you know then you can 
but but lately in, in our new generation and in the way the world is it's kind of like how long are we going to be having sex before we 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 put a label on it and say we're in a committed relationship and you're my boyfriend and girlfriend and that's kind of where we are nowadays um unfortunately um there's a lot of the friends with benefits and it's just i've seen it, it's not a healthy healthy way to uh to go about dating so you've made that decision to to do it in a healthier way or what you believe is a healthier way and you want to look for people that they're supportive of you. For example, they're helping you achieve your goals. They're not, you know, holding you back. That's one of the signs, you know, that maybe they're trying to hold you back from growing and moving forward. Um, if they've broken your trust, you're, you know, you started dating someone, but you've caught them in a lie. There's another sign to look for. Um, anybody who's probably broken, you know, trust is the foundation of, of our relationships. So anyone that's broken your trust or lied to you, um, maybe someone who's another sign could be, they're pushing you a little too hard. They're pushing you to do things or, you know, engage sexually before you're ready emotionally, or you feel that, you know, it's time. Um, that's another sign, uh, or they're putting you in those positions of, you know, we'll just call it temptation. You know, maybe you're only just beginning the relationship and they're already, you know, inviting you over for dinner and the candlelights and, you know, encouraging things that you're just not comfortable with yet. You know, you're not there yet. Um, and then are they, are they, you know, filling your buckets, so to speak, you know, you, plenty of people in this world that, that want to empty our buckets, but are they, are they edifying you? Are they, um, you know, giving you positive, you know, encouragement instead of bringing you down, you know, some of those relationships um, that we've been in have been, you know, negative. And uh, those are some definite signs I would say to look for. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think, like you said, it's about, you know, uh, being clear about what you want and what you don't want and what you feel is acceptable and what you feel is unacceptable and uh, not, you know, feeling that you don't need to rock the boat if somebody is behaving unacceptably, you know, nip it in the bud. That's right. Um, and I just, I know that throughout my clients, when they go through this process, especially week two, it's kind of a pivotal point um, because this is where they are, as I said, they're releasing their, their relationships from the past and then they're beginning to manifest what they want for their new relationship. Um, and there's certain signs that they'll, they'll see or they'll, they'll say to me, you know, I'm going through this process. It's, it's created some really negative emotions maybe are triggering up or popping up and that's okay. That's normal. Cause our old loved wounds, when they start to resurface as you're, you know, healing from that um, that's very common that, that you may feel, you know, a little bit of an emotional roller coaster um, while you're learning to deal with, with your past. Um, and so that's, that's normal too, but just, I always encourage them, you know, stay hopeful Someone else, while you're manifesting your new soulmate, someone else, he's out there manifesting you, is what I believe. Um, yeah, I, I think you can't miss what's meant for you. So don't worry, it's on its way. <laughs> that's right. Um, and, and if you can love that wrong person as much as you did, imagine how much you can love the right person that's put into your life. Um, and yeah. so I, I, I know that um, my clients... Um, it, it's amazing how when you really do start, you know, you have to deal with the past um, and moving forward and you're staying hopeful and positive um, that 
that things just, just move rapidly. I mean, I had a client that she was at the eighth week of her, of my sessions with her. And I mean, the, the week later she met, you know, I introduced her to a client and um, they've been dating ever since it's been almost a year now. And she just like transitioned. It just became a completely different person once she um, made a decision to, to let go of the past and forgive herself and, um, and move forward. Wow, that's incredible. And that's what's exciting about, um, I suppose, your profession of being an executive matchmaker is, is seeing those results, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really is. And I know you work with a lot of clients as well, um, helping them go through the healing to, to get out there and, and date again, too. Absolutely. Because what I find is with clients, they keep saying they repeat the same patterns in the same relationships or attracting the same type of person, but they're not mm -hmm. realizing that, you know, it, the common denominators themselves and, you know, that they're, they're probably not aware that they need to heal stuff within themselves and from their past relationships. And that's why being single isn't a bad thing. You know, a lot of people are unintentionally single, you know, they're, they're probably desperate for love, but, you know, consider yourself lucky if you are single because it's going to be a good time to prepare so that your next relationship you attract is going to be a healthy one. Yeah, that reminds me. Um, I'm reading a, it's more of a journal um, and it's, it's the joy of missing out. Well, you've heard of, um, is it fo the, the, fear of, the fear of missing out? Is that yes, FOMO, right? FOMO acronym, yeah. Right. So sometimes we just, it, it, we don't want to be alone. So we put ourselves out there or we get in the wrong relationships because we don't want to be alone. And it, that's kind of the fear of missing out. So I've, I've just done a new study on myself for myself um, on the joy of missing out and all the things we can do to, to, to grow and to keep ourselves happy and fulfilled while not, you know, putting ourselves out there because maybe this is my season to, to work on myself. And, um, I, I don't know the author's name right offhand, but, um, it's a fun little journal I got at Barnes and Noble and it's, uh, yeah, it's the joy of missing out. And I've been having a lot of fun with it and it's really been working. I mean, I spent Friday night last night cause I happened to be single myself. Um, just doing some things on in my journal book that some little things that keep myself busy and occupied while, uh, while I'm in the season as well. So you're not there, your, your clients and your audience is not alone. Um, even matchmakers uh, and dating coaches find themselves single occasionally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, and as I say, it's, it's about celebrating whatever period you're in, whether you're in a, you know, a single phase or whether you're in a relationship that maybe needs to come to its conclusion or whether you're, you're in a relationship which is okay, but you want it to be, you know, healthier and, and more passionate or more fulfilling, you know, uh, it's about being grateful for whatever stage you're at, isn't it? Yeah. And even when you're in a half, happy, healthy relationship, or, or even if you're currently married, um, your, your partner can't give you all of everything, you know, we need to get some of our fulfillment from our friends, our family, our higher power. Um, you, you know, your partner can't be your end all be all. And they need to have their other, you know, outlets too with friends, family, career, possibly, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. And that's, uh, that is the epitome of, um, you know, creating a healthy relationship and not putting the onus on our partners to make us happy or when he does this or when she does that. I'll be happy. It's not about having that attitude. It's about doing those things that make you happy for yourself. And then your partner being the cherry on top of the already great cake that you are. 
Exactly. Exactly. So appreciate yourself, value yourself, know that you are lovable and, um, and that love will come manifest itself to you. So any, any other words of wisdom around your step two phase of um, the program that you, you do in relation to the um, breaking the unhealthy soul ties from our past? Um, I think I just want to, like I just said, remind everyone that, um, you know, loving yourself and valuing yourself and, and not continuing those negative habits of self-sabotaging and um, knowing that you deserve love and um, that you will get what you want is just knowing your purpose and um, enjoying yourself in your singleness. And what, what's the next, the, the next step after that, after you've done that part of the process? Um, I, as far as my, my program for my clients, no, what, what I mean, do we have them work on after they've broken the unhealthy soul ties? Yeah. Um, um, I, I have them work on more of the, um, so breaking out how the soul ties, discovering their, their purpose is kind of the next step is I go into more detail about how to discover their purpose, um, and rejecting some of the dating lies. And, and so that whole anxiousness about, you know, learning to be alone um, and dealing with the being alone part of it before you've met the new person. So I do, I work a lot with them on the next phases, um, rejecting um, lies about dating. And uh, maybe next time we can go into a little more about that because it's, it's fascinating how many lies we have ta- told ourselves um, about dating and the process and, and things like that. That's a great idea. We'll do that. So let's work on a little bit more around the um, breaking the unhealthy soul ties from our past um, subject that we've been discussing in today's episode. And around, you mentioned, you know, um, how to heal from the negative belief that we're probably unworthy or unlovable. How how do you deal with clients that, that sort of are carrying that around with them and uh you know are there any exercises or words of wisdom that you can share with us today linda about anybody that's listening to the podcast around how they can change all that for themselves um i think you need to be in a routine of positive you know mental self-talk i think that's one of the things that that helps you you know get through it. And, you know, for example, I wake up, I don't know if I do this every day, but, you know, I have sort of my spiritual time. I do do that, my spiritual time. And, you know, I may read my Bible and it's about waking up and saying, okay, Lord, you know, what do you want me to know so I can do what you want me to do? It's, it's getting outside of yourself, you know, um, and maybe, you know, finding that purpose in your singleness and moving forward in something positive you know, in my case, it's, you know, my purpose is, it's not a husband at the time because I'm single. So it's, you know, is there something I can do in my community for my family and making a list of those things that, that you can, you know, do each day in order to keep yourself in a positive state of mind or mind, you know, frame of mind, um, meditating on scripture, um, you know, loving yourself, you know, not believing that lie that, you know, you're not good enough. Um, and knowing that that um, that you are loved and 
you know, God cherishes you and values you and um, staying positive, you know, body, mind and spirit. Great stuff. And I feel that, you know, for a lot of women, they uh, quite often worry about, you know, um, the when and the how in terms of, you know, attracting the right partner. But if you knew for sure, you know, if you were able to see in the future and, and you knew for sure you was actually going to meet the one, let's say in two months time, what would you be doing in the meantime? You know, so for me, I advise clients, you know, let go of the when and the how and just focus on what you would normally be doing in the meantime, even if, you know, you had the information of the when and the how. <laughs> right. It's, a, it's, I mean, developing good, good habits for yourself, you know, taking care of yourself um, is number one. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you're, you're eating healthy, you're exercising a little bit, you're, you know, surrounding your inner circle with healthy people. Um, if you have, you know, any negative habits that you want to work on, um, and hopefully, you know, he's out there doing the same because, you know, I mean, nobody knows, there's no perfect relationship, obviously. Um, but working on yourself and, and valuing yourself enough to do that, um, is really important. And like you mentioned, it's it's key to sort of have our own people and interests outside of a, an intimate relationship as well. You know, that's what's healthy. It's not about, you know, being so immersed in the other person that nobody outside of your relationship counts or, or no activity outside of your relationship counts. It's, it's actually really healthy to build your own activities, your own routines. And as I say, you know, um, let that your, your potential partner be the, the icing on the cake. Right. And you may feel like, well, I have all this time on my hands. Well, because you're single and, and you know, you're not going on dates every weekend. Um, you know, you can give your time, volunteer your time. And you never know, you might be at an event or and, and meet someone who's also, you know, giving their time and donating their time and, you know, doing some volunteer work or things like that to keep yourself, you know, occupied and, and meeting other people. That's great advice. I like the fact that you said, you know, if you have got that time on your hands rather than sort of dwelling, because sometimes I think we're in our own company for too long and we're not keeping ourselves actively uh, engaged in other activities, whether that's socialising with friends or family or just taking part in some hobbies or interests. Um, sometimes our own self-talk can drag us down, can't it? Yeah. And and it's not just a matter, I think we, we touched on this, of not having self, the negative self-talk, it's actually about replacing that negative self-talk um, with, with positive self-talk. And I, you know, this can be done through reading some, you know, reading, meditating, um, praying, uh, journaling is another thing. And one thing that it's hard to complain um, when you're journaling or, or you're, when you're being thankful. And I think you did touch on that. It's about being thankful. You know, make a list of all the things you're grateful for and thankful for. And that's another thing that can help you get out of that negative self-talk. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you occasionally meet clients that say, well, I've got nothing to be grateful for. My, my life is a bit, you know, excuse my mm -hmm. shit at the minute. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, you know, there's always something, isn't there? There's always something you can appreciate about yourself or about your life that you can be grateful for. Right. Right. I mean, it could always be worse. Right. I mean, even if it's something as simple as your 
favorite cup of coffee in the morning or, you know, your, your comfortable bed or, you know, that you get to take a hot bath with candles, you know, tonight. I mean, it can be very simple and just start with the basics. I love that. Yeah, because it doesn't have to cost anything, does it really? Right, right. But definitely important to take care of ourselves while we're in that season of, of uh, waiting to meet the one. Any final words, Linda, that you'd like to share with the audience around breaking unhealthy soul ties from our past before we wrap up the episode? Um, well, if you don't mind, I think I'll quote a couple of scriptures. Um, one from the New Testament, Mark eleven twenty four, is one of my favorites for this season. Is, um, it says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And then Psalms 37, 4 says take delight in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart um, oh that's so lovely so those might be two mantras that you know you can replace the negative with those two positive ones and um you know spend you know i think it's what is it 21 days to change a habit spend 21 days um every morning or evening meditating on on something that like that or similar to that if you're not faith-based um and even if you're not faith-based you can use those as well so yeah absolutely why not? You know, that it's all about, as I said, and what you've been sort of um, endorsing, you know, creating that positive mindset and routine for yourself, whether that's around um, scriptures or, or not, you know, it's, it's going mm -hmm. to absolutely change the way you start thinking. And uh, mm -hmm. on the back of that, it changes your behaviors for the better. That's right. Because um, God, you know, he, he doesn't create mistakes and, um, he wants um, wants us to uh, to live the best life possible because we are lovable and he does love us. That's sweet. That's lovely. I love those final words. So for those audience members that would love to get in touch with you, Linda, what's your best contact information? Um, I think just my matchmaking website would probably be the easiest. And that is uh, prestigematchmakingpros.com. Um, or you could email me, Linda at prestigematchmakingpros.com. Um, and I certainly answer all my emails. So I'd be happy to, uh, to talk to anyone who's interested. Thank you very much. That's brilliant. And thank you for sharing all your words of wisdom about breaking unhealthy soul ties from our past in this particular episode. It's been really interesting and I've really enjoyed it. Well, thank you so much, Lynn. It's a pleasure being with you. And um, I look forward to uh, to talking with you again excellent we'll certainly do another episode around one of your other modules to do with your fabulous course that you run all right thanks again and god bless and you so listeners it just leaves me to say true love starts with opening our hearts and until next time goodbye for now thanks for listening to the hearts entwined podcast you can follow lynn via the facebook group Two Hearts Entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.